All right, Calgary leading Ottawa 13-0 early in the third quarter, Friday night football. And in baseball, the Blue Jays trailed the Twins 1-0. The Twins batting in the bottom of the fourth. They got a run across in the bottom of the third. Elks and BC tomorrow, 6.30 for the countdown to kickoff game at 8. Get it all right here on 6.30, Chad. Next Saturday, the Elks host the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And three legendary double-E alum are going to go up on the Wall of Honor. You got Ed Jones, you got Joe Holloman, and you have a gentleman who played seven years with the double-E starting in 1977. He won five Grey Cups. He had three 1,000-yard rushing seasons. In 1981, he scored 18 rushing touchdowns. And you got to remember, this was in a 16-game season. And I am honored to welcome to Inside Sports, Jim Germany. Jim, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Well, I got to say, Jim, on a personal note, it's an honor for me to talk to you. I was born in 1974, <laughs> and some of my first memories of watching the Canadian Football League are w- watching the, the Edmonton teams of that dynasty era and I always remembered you because I have a lot of memories of you scoring touchdowns, which clearly you did. And as, as a kid, I always remembered this guy has the same uh, name as a country. So there are a lot of things that uh, stuck in your mind. So it's really cool for me to be talking to you, Jim. Well, I'll tell you what, it's my pleasure talking to you. And yes, I tell everyone the country's named after me, Germany. So that's a good thing you remember that. You got, you got to get the order right. Which came first? That's awesome. Hey, before we maybe dive into some memories, uh, let everybody know uh, what you're up to these days. How are you living your life? Oh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm supposedly retired, but, you know, it's it's hard to sit still. So I'm a, uh, I'm a um, solar consultant for a company called Pink Energy, and we sell solar panels to folks, helping them uh, keep their uh, keep their electric bills down. Oh, wow. Okay. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, I tell you what, I just started. So I've been at it six months. I love it. Um, I have a background in sales after I, after I played football. So uh, after, uh, after COVID, I just found myself sitting up at the home and I just said, you know what, I got to do something. So uh, just got out, started, started working. I work to play golf. So that's my motto. Okay, that's awesome stuff. Now, what what else after your football career? Was there something you did sort of for a long period of time that you'd call the majority of your your career? Or what kind of things, uh, where did life take you after you, you left the green and gold? Well, when I left Edmonton, I, I got into a sales career. I worked with companies such as Xerox, the copier people. Then I went to a company called ADP, the payroll people. So I was involved with sales because it reminded me so much of playing sports. And so I excelled in it. I thought I was good in football, but I was better in sales. Really? Why do you think that is? Oh, well, I tell you what, um, uh, I I build rapport with people, and then there's just something about me, I guess maybe my size, who knows. But anyway, that was was something that helped me out in my sales career. And uh, as I said, I... uh, basically was in sales and I also started a company called Curry Sports. I believe I was up in Edmonton playing a golf tournament in 2010 and at that time I uh, I was in charge of a sporting company and we were trying to turn it into the next Nike. That never happened. We sold out, but yeah, my career has always been in sales. I find that like playing football. 
You know, you get oh, out there, you compete. Yep. Okay, so you obviously you're talking to a lot of people, you're building relationships. Do you bring up your football career, or do you ever have somebody say, "Hey, aren't you the same Jim Germany?" Does that ever happen? You know, that's that. You, 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 that's the way it usually happens. And first of all, I said, "Well, was he good?" <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's the first thing I asked. And if they say yes, I say, "Oh, yeah, that was me." If they say no, I I just admit it anyway. But you know, that's a that's a great way to lead into a, into a sales call. But yeah, I I use that as, to my advantage. To be honest with you. Okay, good for you. Jim Germany joining us tonight at Inside Sports. He's going on the Wall of Honor at Commonwealth Stadium next Saturday when the Elks take on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. All right, well, now I want to go back a little bit. Uh, you were drafted, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Jim, because sometimes the internet isn't totally accurate, but um, you are drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals in the mid-'70s. This is the team that is now uh, in Arizona but you wound up coming to uh, Edmonton. What, what what was the story about coming out of New Mexico State and then eventually winding up in green and gold? Okay, so I was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals, and I was the 33rd player pick in the 1975 draft. Here's a trivial question for folks. That was the last time the NFL had the draft in January. So, um, I, uh, so I was drafted the 33rd player pick because there was only 28 teams. I was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals. I was a little shocked because I never talked to them at all. And anyway, I wound up going there. And the first week of practice, I sort of cracked my ankle. And so I was pretty much inactive for most of the preseason. And on the date when they released players, uh, there was another player there that was returning kickoffs, and, and, and he did real well. So they traded me to the Green Bay Packers. And I was in Green Bay for two days, and uh, they said, your ankle is cracked. And I said, yes, I know. <laughs> and they basically said, why did they send you here? And I'm like, I don't know. And anyway, yeah, so uh, I, um, they released me, and I decided to go home. I was pretty um, rejected simply because, you know, I just came out of a college atmosphere where they took care of you. They told you everything to do. Whereas when you play professional football, you know, that, that doesn't happen. So you have to bring your own cleats and all that good stuff. So um, it was a learning lesson for me. I had an agent who was the, uh, his name was John Wooten, and he was the pulling guard for Jim Brown. And so he basically said, Jim, you know, you're good. That was just misfortune. So don't worry about it. And I signed with the Dallas Cowboys. I uh, got to the Dallas Cowboys, and um, I was doing real well. But um, back in those days, Dallas ran a sort of a disciplined offense, and they said I wasn't a disciplined runner. So anyway, to make a long story short, they released me. And Coach Tom Landry said, Jim, you're a great player. Uh, you, you're not a good fit for us. Don't give up. Well, when he said don't give up, I was about to give up. Okay, I was going back to school, and I was going to finish my degree. And I received a call from a gentleman named Ray Yock. And Ray Yock was, I guess he was a, a scout or a general manager with the Edmonton Eskimos. And he was trying to get me to come up in 76. And I just said, listen, you know, I have a bad taste in my mouth for football. I really, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about doing something else. And he says, I tell you what, Jim, we want you here in Edmonton. We think you could be uh, real good. 
anyway, so he uh, he sent me a signing bonus, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I, I'll come. Okay, so the next season, the '77 is when I came up to Edmonton. So uh, let's just um, chalk it up to Ray Yock and his persistency, and so that's how I became the Edmonton Eskimo. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question I ask a, a lot of current American players in Edmonton and around the CFL. What, if okay. anything, did you know about the CFL and Edmonton before you came here? Had you ever considered the CFL as an option before you were contacted no. by Mr. Yock? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, my ex-college coach at New Mexico State, I think his name was Jim Wood, and I believe he went and coached the Calgary Sam Peters. And, of course, he was trying to get me to come to Calgary through uh, through different channels. But, uh, um, I, you know, I, I really knew nothing about the Canadian Football League because, again, I was a high draft choice. So I was like the 33rd player picked in America. So, you know, that that's, that's a prestigious award. And um, so, no, I did not think anything about uh, Canada except the fact that Jim Wood was trying to get in touch with me to recruit me to the Calgary Stampeders. Okay, interesting. So... Pretty good run for you. You played seven years here. You guys won the championship five times. <laughs> That's an excellent percentage in any sport. Of, yeah. um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess you, you know, you got a good team. You win one Grey Cup. You win two. All of a sudden, you've won five. But like, did, 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 like, as you're going through that, did you realize how special it was? What, what an amazing run you were on, or were you just embroiled in, you know, week to week, you're trying to win the next game? Well, I tell you what, uh, I knew we had a great team. Uh, I believe I came up the first year that uh, Coach Campbell had started. And so I, I, I drank the Kool-Aid like everybody else, okay? He told us we could be real good. And uh, and then I read about the, the, the rich history of the Edmonton Eskimos. And, um, you know, uh, that really stuck out is that this is, a, 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 this is an organization that had a winning tradition, and uh, and of course the the uniforms look like the Green Bay Packers, so that even you know that even pumped me up a little bit more. And then we got to training camp, and I'll just tell you a funny story. I came to training camp, and there was a mountain of snow down in the south side of town, and I'm like, okay, I, I just came from 110, and it's 30 degrees. I don't think I'm going to make it up here. It's too cold. And so just out of curiosity, I was uh, the first practice. I remember walking up, and at the end of the practice, you throw all your dirty clothes into a bat, into a net, net net bag, and then you throw it to the uh, throw it to the uh, equipment guy. So I took mine, pinned it up, and I threw it to this guy, and he turned around and threw it back at me, and I threw it back at him, and we, you know, we were just volleying back and forth. Never did I realize. I thought it was equipment manager, but it was Tom Wilkinson, the quarterback. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like. You know, who is this munchkin throwing this this back at me? And I never realized he was starting I never realized he was starting quarterback until maybe three days later I was in a huddle with the first team and I'm like, Man, you the quarterback? <laughs> and so it all it, it and, and and to be honest with you, from that from that point forward I saw this this equipment manager playing quarterback. <laughs> okay. And I thought, you know what, this this has to be a special team. So I, I and matter of fact, I fell in love with him because I'm like anybody that short trying to play quarterback. You know, <laughs> he has my vote. So well, 
he is a beloved figure in Edmonton, as I'm sure you're not surprised to hear, as is Warren Moon. And a lot of that yep. era is remembered for the Wilkinson-Moon combination, yep. transition, whatever you would like to call it. What do you remember about, uh, you know, Wilkinson and Moon as the quarterback duo? Why did it work? Well, well I'll tell you what. My first year was with, with, with Tom, and I, I, he was tremendous, you know. How many times do you see a midget playing professional football, right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, um, I remember Warren came up the next year, and he and I had pretty much the same personality, so we hit it off real well. And just like most rookies, he's like, man, am I ever going to play, so on and so forth. And I said, Warren, you know what? They gave you a lot of money, so you are going to play. I said, what you need to do is remember, you weren't drafted in the NFL, and they drafted you because – for whatever reason, they have this stigmatism against black quarterbacks. We can't read, you know, you can't read a defense. You can't do this. You can't do that. I said, well, my advice to you, Warren, is get to, you, you see that little short guy right there? He is good. And, you know, he knows how to read a defense. You need to go over there and just be a sponge. And everything he does, you need to do. And he took that advice, and we are where we are today, right? Yeah. I, I want to ask you about one specific game. Jim, Jim Germany joining us tonight on Inside Sports. The the five great cups in a row. I, I know they're they're all special, but the yeah. nineteen eighty one game gets talked about a lot because you guys went fourteen one and one. Ottawa went five and eleven and, and won the East and made it. And then they're beating you guys twenty to one at halftime. Yeah. You're down nineteen points. Yeah. You come back to win twenty six twenty three. How did you guys rally in that game? Uh, okay, so you're really testing my memory, and I'm a senior citizen, so let me make sure I take one of my memory pills. Well, you got a, t- uh, you got a touchdown in that game in the third quarter to start uh, the comeback, and then Cutler did kicked I? the game-winning field goal right right at the end. Well, you know what? Um, now that you brought that up, um, that game, I was just pissed off all the game long because, in my opinion, Warren didn't have a good game. And I'm like, Warren, take – I can't say it on radio – take your head out of your butt and, and uh, start playing. And so uh, because we were down, like you said, 19 and a half, and I was pissed off. And I was pissed off because he wouldn't give me the ball. If you can't throw it, at least give it to me. I'll take it there. You know, that was my philosophy. And so I'm like, so um, I was just pissed off because he was having a, a, not a great game. Also pissed off because he didn't give me the ball. Okay. Um, when Tom was playing, I got the ball quite a bit. When Warren came in, that's just natural because of the offense. I didn't get the ball as much. But I felt like, you know, I was the difference. And if he did give me the ball, at least I could start getting five or six, seven, ten yards of carry and help us down the field. And I think at some point in the game, he did start giving me, giving me the ball and we started coming back. And I do remember the last play before Cutler kicked the field goal is we were running the ball, he gave me the ball, I'm like, about time, you know, and all of a sudden, like, we guy down the field, and I remember one play I was going, and, and, and um, with, the, with the ball, and somebody hit me, and I was literally knocked out, <laughs> and I don't know how I held on to the ball, but I fell down, they called a timeout, and then I believe Cutler came in and, 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 and kicked the field goal with six seconds left or something to that effect, so, um, you know, uh, we were preordained. I truly believe that, you know, uh, special players come together, and if you all could see the vision, then and, and, um, 
you could achieve a lot. And I think that team, uh, it was a seven-year period of time because we lost the first year to Montreal. And then we went, we won five in a row. So I think it was a special group. Some people sacrificed their games to play with this group. And so I think we all, we all was, uh, was honed in on the same um, game plan. And yes, it, uh, we just took off from that point forward. Um, you know, when you're good, you win the games that you're supposed to win and you win the games that you're supposed to lose. And that was us. Okay. It was a, it was a gathering of players. That's a great way to put it. I, Jim, thanks for being so generous with your time. I, I, I want to make the most of this opportunity, so just a couple more. You're going oh, on no the problem. Wall of Honor next weekend with Joe Holloman and Ed Jones, who I know played yeah. on the other side of the ball, but uh, yeah. any memories of those two gentlemen? Oh, they're the cockiest people in the world. <laughs> okay, so they, uh, they just talk a lot of noise. Most defensive players, I always tell them, you know what? As offensive players, you know, we're the smart guys, so we keep up. You know, we have to keep everything under control. You guys, all you do is chase after people. So, you know, if you want to go crazy, go crazy. You know, you can say anything you want. But, yes, those two guys were great, especially Joe Holloman. Never have I seen a cornerback that ran like a four four forty yard dash that weighed 230 pounds. That was a big man playing cornerback. And and he's he was such an such a great athlete, and then Ed Jones, um, Ed Jones, at safety was a great safety. You know those guys had meshed real well in the secondary, along with Larry Highball. I think they probably had the best secondary ever to play in the CFL with those guys. So they were very competitive. They talked a lot of noise. You know, and uh, but yeah, those guys. You know, we just had a great team, and those guys were stalwarts as far as the defensive backs were concerned. They were the leaders. Everybody followed their lead. And Jim, I, I, you're living in the states. Uh, do you follow the CFL, or do you watch mostly NFL? What's your football interest these days? Well, I tell you what, uh, I really don't watch much football. Uh, I tell everybody, why would you would you go home and watch work? You know, tapes of working. So <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Uh, I tell you what, I'm more of a college football fan, and all I got to do is say Roll Tide, which is Alabama. And uh, because Willie Martin, who's an offensive, uh, was an offensive guard at Edmonton, he was the uh, offensive line coach at, at Alabama. A lot of people didn't know that. But, yeah, Willie Martin was down there, and all the players were uh, 6'5", 320 pounds. They looked just like many knees of, of 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 him. So, uh, but I do watch it, and even professional football, I will watch the beginning of the game, and then I'll sort of predict who's going to win, and then I'll I'll turn back at the end of the game and see if my prediction came true. How often are you right? Um, about eighty-five percent of the time, I could tell. I could tell when the team comes out. The first drive will tell who's going to win the game. I'm going to have to start texting you or calling you for for some advice. I'm not anywhere okay. near 85%. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, yeah, it's, it's, well, you know, the thing about it, having been there, uh, a lot of people don't realize all the hard work you do, in the, do, do during the week to prep, prep for the game. And, uh, and uh, so you could see it on the first drive, sort of who's going to win the game. So, That's awesome. At least I, at least I can. 
Uh, Jim, I, I wish we had more time. I, I, I wish we had more time. This was an honor to, to talk to you. And uh, congratulations on going up on the Wall of Honor next Saturday. So you're going to be uh, – have you been to Edmonton? When was the last time you were here? Uh, I was there in 210, and I played a golf tournament uh, for a charity. And I think they auctioned off myself, Warren Moon, and uh, Tom Scott. And we, uh, we played with different uh, businesses in the uh, community. And I think it was had something to do with Jackie Parker, I think. I'm not sure. But, yeah, that was the last time I was there. It was in 2010. And I, I I always mean to go back, but, you know, sometimes you get so busy. The next thing you know, 10 years has passed by, and, and you're, you're always telling people, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. And they say, sure, call me when you get to the airport. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but, yeah, awesome. so I, I tell you what, I, I, it, it is my – uh, Edmonton is, 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 I was so proud to play for the Edmonton Eskimos, mainly for the community. I never seen a community that, that embraced the team the way they embraced us. You know, people would bring, come to, come to the stands. They bring like pies that they bake for us. And I'm like, well, what's going on? The people would bring pies. They want to take us out to dinner. And I mean, we were really connected to the community. And so when I played, I was playing for, for the people in the stands because, uh, the Edmontonians, they're hard workers. They don't complain. You know, they just said, let my work show, let my work show you how good I am. And I took that philosophy. Uh, you know, um, people didn't have to uh, believe that I was good. As long as the folks in the stand believe that, that's all that really mattered to me. Well said, Jim. Have a great time next weekend. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I definitely will. And I tell you what, thank you very much. And I really appreciate it. Hopefully I will see you next week when I get there. Right on. That is Jim Germany going on the Wall of Honor at Commonwealth Stadium next Saturday night. Craig McTavish coming up on Inside Sports.